Welcome back to our Building 58 podcast. It's been a while, but here we are. We back. Good yep. to see you, Heath. Yep, you too. So what's new? Well. <laughs> are you laughing about my clicking noise? It's special. It is special for sure. <laughs> I love it. I might leave that one in there and not edit that part out. Oh boy. You can see the little lines on the recording jump. Every time you click, see that's a click right my, there. My clicking is when I'm getting ready to talk, and my I, I don't yep. know I'm doing it. But I guess <laughs> you're very okay. aware of it. I'm. I when you're an editor, you hear every little nuance and thing, and so an editor, editor of a podcast, and so I just hear I hear all of the strange things that I do too. Yeah. I just have the power to delete them. But you got to laugh at yourself, right? Absolutely. So I tell my son, yes. just laugh at yourself. Yeah. So you asked what is going on or what's new. Yeah. Well, today's a special day. What is it? You like to ask questions, don't you? I'm asking. I'm probing. <laughs> uh, it's our 20th wedding anniversary. Yay! I didn't click that time. <laughs> <laughs> it is 20 years of marriage. Kind of hard to believe. Yeah, in... It's very hard to believe. We were just talking about some memories and going back 20 years, and it's actually a little hard to remember mm-hmm. those young kids back then. I know, but we were talking about how much we've matured since then, um, how we've still got, of course, a long way to go, but just grateful for even the hard times, and even as we're going through, we're celebrating our 20th anniversary in maybe the only people in this hotel. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think we might be the only people. We just had some local delivery food brought up because you can't go to restaurants right now, but hey, we're making the best of it, and we're doing what we love on our anniversary. We're recording a Building 58 podcast. Yeah, you know, that's partly what we want to talk about today is what it looks like to come together as a couple in ministry and as a couple raising a family together and both with dreams and giftings that God's using and how we got to the place that we are today um, from where we started. And so mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Let's talk about doing life and ministry together. And I think we've we've hinted around, talked around this subject a little bit before, but let's just take a deep dive for this one on what it looks like to be two individuals. Yeah both with different personalities, um, different perspectives on some things, Mm -hmm. um, different ways of responding to situations, but then also what it looks like to come together for what God's called us to do. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, the enemy always tries to isolate, which is interesting because that's what's happening all around the world right now. Um, And he tries to divide and God always unites and... um, brings together. And it's, you know, the, the, the saying is opposites attract, right? Which is very true because you, you and I just taking our example, we are very opposite personalities, but I think the reason God does that, he brings people together like that is because once they, uh, they sharpen each other, iron sharpens iron, which is a messy process, right? Sparks fly. But once those two pieces become one and start walking together, they can wield a sword that's deadly um, for for his name and his voice. 
But the process of getting there is sometimes difficult. Yeah. So just for the person listening, let's talk a little bit about our personality differences. Yeah. So why don't you describe me and I'll describe you. Perfect. Do you want to go first? Nope. Go ahead. Okay. You are, you're an Enneagram 8. Yes. You... For someone who doesn't know what Enneagram is, though, explain. Yeah, that I'm getting there. Okay. So there you go. You're, you yeah. take charge. <laughs> you're ready to go. Yep. You, and... Uh, which I love about you. You are the one of the things that attracted to me most, attracted me to you most, was that your confidence, which is really the faith that's instilled in you. And mm-hmm. you've talked about this before too. But you are an extreme person of faith. I am as well. But it, when I met you, um, that was really prevalent, mm-hmm. and that that made your beauty to me, your physical beauty, even more attractive because of the extreme faith and confidence mm-hmm. that you had that you just, you're fearless, mm-hmm. which I love. And you, you just go after it. If you know, God said something, you're not afraid to just take the world on by storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So, and you are, um, quieter. You're more of a, um, thinker. You're creative. You're very, you see the world in, um, art, I believe in an art mm-hmm. form. Um, where I, I maybe see the world as like, what can I be productive in today? What can I accomplish today? And you see the world as what can I, what can I paint today? Not painting in a literal sense, but painting pictures through words. And so I would call you more of a poet and a, um, almost a, a romantic in the way that you view people in the world, which is so beautiful because you've helped me learn to slow down and see things in that light. And you've helped me to speed up and find my confidence in my voice. Yeah. And so we really are polar opposites. You're an Enneagram nine and it's Enneagram nine is someone who can see all the different perspectives of someone at the table. And that's a really beautiful thing, but sometimes you struggle with as an as a nine with knowing your own perspective and that's something you've grown in massively where an eight would be more like this is my perspective yeah. and you all are wrong right I, and i i definitely think i've found my the confidence in in who god created me to be and the voice of him that's supposed to come out of me yeah so all of that to say we're very different people yes but yet somehow god ordained i believe before the beginning of time mm-hmm. that you and I were supposed to be together, that we were supposed to do this life together. And we were just talking too about how supernatural it is because we're from different countries. Yeah. And you're from the Midwest, which is not really West at all, but um, we're 2,000 miles apart from where we grew up. Yeah. Different countries. And it really was miraculous that we were brought together. There's no natural way that we should have met, that we should have fallen in love, except for the fact that God put us together. Mm -hmm. So one of the last podcasts that we did, it's been a while, but we mentioned that we were going to do a series on the book of Ecclesiastes. And it was primarily because I had been parked out in that book for a while. I'd been studying it and reading it and just felt so much inspiration from it. And we have not actually gotten back to recording that yet. But I find it so interesting because as we were talking today about what we wanted to record, and we had this whole thought of um, being better together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember this passage from Ecclesiastes, and so we are going to jump into the book of Ecclesiastes. Let's do it. Um, and it's, it's we just, didn't lie. We didn't lie. It's so good. It's from Ecclesiastes four. And if you don't know anything about this book, 
the writer of this book is Solomon, and he's King David's son. And he has had every everything under the sun that you could imagine. Wealth, wisdom, prosperity, um, countless wives, <laughs> like everything that you could think of as a, a worldly thing that you would want. And yet here he has these writings that you can't decide when you're reading it if he has a really amazing perspective on life or he if he is like drowning in despair. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel like. I feel like he's he's sort of this man who has this desperate outlook on life, but then by the end, he points it all back to what is really important. I think that's why I love the book so much, because yeah, it's like him rest, wrestling. He's wrestling with yeah. it, and then it's kind of like David does in the Psalms, but just a different style. So he just goes on to say about all these things that he's observed and why they're meaningless or why they're... Um, why they don't make sense to him. And he says this, I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is all alone, without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It is all so meaningless and depressing. And then I love this, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. And that is how I feel about our Mm -hmm. lives. That is how I feel about the things that God has called us to do. And if I'm being really honest, it's taken me a while to get to that place of saying, I've always thought that we were good together as husband and wife. I thought we were good together as mom and dad. I thought we were good together as... um, partners in raising our kids and and doing this life together. But for a while, I really struggled with the fact that I felt like you were trying to copy or mimic hmm. the gifts that God had put in me. And one of the um, traits of your personality is that sometimes you don't find your own thing. You just copy the the behaviors of others. Yeah. And so like at a at a dinner, someone might order Dr. Pepper and a nine would be like, oh, I'll take a Dr. Pepper too. Not because they like Dr. Pepper, but because someone else had ordered it. Right. Where my personality is like, well, I don't like Dr. Pepper. I would never order that. I want a Coke. Right. And so as I saw you begin to sort of, now looking back, I know, figure out your giftings that had really had been hidden for a while. Yeah. I thought you were just mimicking what some of my giftings were. Right. And that let, I let pride rise up in me. I let resentment rise up in me. And I started to push back on you and tell you, you know, you can't copy me in this. And what God had to do was really work that out of me. He had to refine me in it. He had to purify me just like Gold is purified in this hot fire, and then all of the impurities rise to the top, and they they scrape them off. And that's what God had to do for me to get me to the point of realizing that we actually are better together than we are separately. Yeah, it's so true. And I, I think is an interesting time for me because, I mean, this is over the last, what, 10 years. Um, I was really finding my voice and finding something that, that God had put as a gift within me. Um, but then having, having you question it was difficult because then I questioned myself because mm-hmm. I, I know myself as especially 
maybe 10 plus years ago, mm-hmm. I was not as confident in who I was created to be. Mm-hmm. And I've grown in that. I, I now know very well who I am. I mm-hmm. know the voice that I carry and that my mouth is to be used as a mouthpiece for him to, to speak in a different way that nobody else can. Nobody, nobody else has the, 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 just that, um, face of Jesus that I have, the mm-hmm. voice of Jesus that I have, um, they all have other voices for right, him, right. but Yours I have a unique, unique one, mm-hmm. and um, and and I've heard him tell me, Jesus tell me very um, explicitly, don't hold back, don't mm-hmm. shut your mouth, because if you shut your mouth, you'll be disobeying me. And so when when your wife is feeling one thing, and I'm hearing another thing from the Lord, it's that's a working out of mm-hmm. what that is, yeah. and and that was some discussion and prayer, and and, and really us wrestling with that. And you, and you, like you said, humbling yourself, um, and me stepping forward in that confidence at the same time. And uh, I would just encourage anyone out there, man, it, you are better together. Mm-hmm. It's there's a reason that you are with your soulmate, and part of that reason is for that partner to sharpen you and challenge you. And some of the things that you're resisting right now are the very things that you need to be sharpened in. Yeah. And it's um, it, it doesn't mean it's pretty in all roses. It means that sometimes it's messy and ugly, but the end game is that you becoming that, that sword, that picture of, you know, there's two edges on a sword, and, but it's one sword. And you don't want one, of, one or both of those edges to be dull. You need to be sharpened. And it takes both of you coming together to talk these things out, pray these things out, press into these things to really become that weapon that God wants you to become. Yeah, that's so true, Chris. I really believe that God would not have allowed me to move forward in the plans that he had for me um, if I hadn't humbled myself and recognized that what he had put in front of us, put in front of me, was actually a partnership with you in Mm. the call of God in my life that it wasn't about me. It wasn't about making a name for myself. It wasn't about me being independent and um, proving that what I had was unique and special, but it was about him saying, Heather, humble yourself before me and let me show you what happens when you let me do my best work, when you don't have to prove that you are anything to anyone. And what you and I have found in that is that we are better together. We, our strengths complement each other and our weaknesses when we're able to say, these are my weaknesses and your strength will help make up for that and vice versa. It's, it's almost uncannily easy when yeah. you get to the point of that surrender. Of letting it all go. And I, it's a continual thing, right? Because we, we, we mature, we shouldn't be babies. You know, we should have matured after 20 years of marriage, which we have, thank God, but we still have a ways to go. There's more levels to, for us to be sharpened in by each other and by Jesus to, to go. And the higher levels that we go, the more authority he gives us in those levels, but it's not us striving for it. It's us continually yielding ourselves and being willing to have our hearts be wrecked and broken before him again and again and again. And that's when we get the authority to go to the next level. Well, and I think one thing that we've learned is that now when we help sharpen one another, when we point out something 
in each other instead of getting defensive. And because, you know, my reaction would be just to get defensive and um, bite back, you know, fight back. And yours would just be to shut down and get really offended. You know, all of a sudden you would see it as this personal attack on yourself where I was like, I'm just trying to help you be better. And you would be like, why do you, why do you think I'm a failure? And now I think we've gotten to the place where we value. Yeah. We actually seek out those opportunities to question each other and say, Hey, what do you see in me that, because I can't see myself, I can only see the perspective that I'm looking at myself in. And, and so we need that person that's closest to us, Mm -hmm. our spouse to point out the areas we need to get sharpened in. If we're always being defensive or ignorant of those, either way, we miss out on the opportunity to sharpen ourselves and sharpen our marriage. And it's not fun. I mean, it doesn't feel good, but it's taking the, taking the hit, I think, if you will, for a moment to realize the long-term gain that comes from your spouse being able to say, hey, I see this in you, and it's not like Jesus. Let's, let me point this out so that you can get on your face before the Lord and work it out, yeah. you know, and then then that person can go wrestle it out with God and, and be, be convicted and repent and deal with it. But I think if we can keep our hearts in this place of just softness, it's much easier to embrace those opportunities and to look for the opportunities rather than to just charge ahead either in silence or in um, ignorance. Yeah. You know, whatever your personality might be. Yeah. Or rage. Or, yeah, or rage. But I think we've, or we have, we're not perfect, but we've learned to try to embrace those opportunities because we see the, the wealth of actually being broken down to be rebuilt back up. That's what this whole, ministry is about. Mm -hmm. It's about taking the broken places and letting God rebuild them. Yeah. So what do you say to the person or the couple that feels like they're on opposite ends of the spectrum with their spouse, where they they feel this constant battle because they haven't truly come together or they're not running um, on the same path or they don't see eye to eye on yeah. things. And and to be clear, we don't always see eye to eye on things. We disagree about things sometimes and have different perspectives on things, but we're able to do it in a constructive and healthy way. So what do you say to those people that just feel like they're they're miles apart from each other and they're going through maybe some of the wrestling in the battle, battle that we had 10, 15 years ago in our marriage? I would say, first of all, try not to fix the other person and focus on yourself yeah. because the only heart you can control is your own. And and keeping your heart soft and wrecked before Jesus is the most important thing. And pretty soon what you'll find out is when your heart becomes repentant and wrecked, that actually, that vulnerability actually leads the other person into their own vulnerability. Yeah. That uh, humility, that brokenness leads the other person into their own brokenness. But if you just try to, you know, stand your quote unquote ground Mm -hmm. and point out their failures without them being ready for it, you're just going to be at this stalemate for a very long time. Mm -hmm. You've got to work on yourself. That's the only person that can change your heart is you. Yeah. Also, I would encourage anyone that this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And these things don't often shake out overnight. They're Sometimes years are required of pruning and of refining for it to look like something that you can go, okay, now, like, there we go. We finally have traction in this. And I would say that for us, it was. It was a combination of us both having our individual 
realizations of what needed to be pruned out of our own lives. And then also just doing life together and doing ministry together and letting, as we walk through different situations and different ministry opportunities, both of us learning and growing and discovering our own strengths Mm -hmm. and each other's strengths. And this this looks like years, honestly, of um, persistent wrestling out of this and letting the Lord um, refine us and prune us both. Well, and it's it's the refusing to seek our own glory, yeah, and allow it to be the glory of God's that's shining through us. He's still going to use us, and that, there's the confidence to step forward and open your mouth and to be used. But once you start taking the glory or seeking the glory for your own heart, that's where it becomes problematic. That's where the the heart gets hard, and roadblocks rise up. Yeah. Good. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Happy anniversary. Happy 20 years. Love you. Let's do 20 more. Amen. 60 more. 60 more. Wow. Bam. There we go. You heard it here, folks. We'll be back to do an 80-year anniversary special. 80-year anniversary, yep. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at bldg58 on Instagram. And you can email us at bldg58team at gmail.com. And our hearts are really to cultivate and encourage and inspire families and leaders. And we know there's a lot of leaders out there that feel lonely. You feel like Mm -hmm. you don't have anyone to turn to. No one knows what you're going through. And we want to be here for you. And we will do our very best to respond if you reach out to us so please feel free to do that and share this with someone maybe that needs this encouragement or you think it might um, challenge and motivate them. That's right. Amen. We'll see you next time. What are we going to talk about next time, Heather? Oh, that's a great question. I'm not going to box us in. Let's just leave it up for surprise. Don't do that. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.